If you're looking for a show about everyday black dreamers and doers, you've come to the right place. Join me on a quest to find ordinary people doing extraordinary things, reinterpreting the rules of the game in order to achieve life on their own terms. I'm your host, Moses Tillman Young, and welcome to the Black Gold Podcast. have to have a, a compelling up. story so it's you know depending on what the great opportunity is you have to have a compelling story that you are convincing the reviewer that you uh, are eligible or you are a good candidate for the grant and then oh by the way for for some nonprofits, what is your past performance so if you're pursuing a half million dollar grant and you're only bring it in $50,000, you know, you have to convince them that you can manage that grant. And so sometimes they ask for financial statements so they'll know how much money that you're capable of managing. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Black Gold Podcast. Today I'm going to be talking with Denita Dolman. And she is the founder and the, the CEO of, of Seas Partners, an organization that is based in Washington, D.C., that helps small businesses and nonprofits achieve their dreams by getting them grants and getting them different resources that they need to help them grow. So, Danita, thank you so much for coming today to the Black Oak Podcast. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Wonderful. How did you get started in doing what you're doing today in terms of grant writing specifically? I've been doing grant writing for over 20 years, and I started out in nonprofit, the nonprofit arena. And so I worked with a couple of organizations and developed programs and wrote grants and, and for all different types of projects. And so with the small business, I just kind of fell into it actually, as I was providing entrepreneurs with technical assistance and growth strategies. And so literally fell into the grant writing arena and it just kind of took off from there. Wow. So in terms of doing that, when did you decide to to go ahead and start C's Partners? So C's Partners was my second company. Mm -hmm. This my first company was a tech company, and this was more management consulting, and so kind of an end to end solutions for small businesses, corporations, and nonprofit organizations. And I like to say that we do kind of strategies for growth. And that can be any way from technology, proposals, studies, just end-to-end -to, -end to help clients with growth strategies. And these, have you found that it's, that's one of the main issues that people have whenever they have either nonprofit or a small business, it's that they usually would come to you for that growth? 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Growth is, you know, kind of getting to the next level, engaging more of the stakeholders and their customers, just kind of developing strategies. And particularly with the, during the pandemic, early online, businesses and organizations were trying to figure out how they were going to stay operational. And so there was a lot of pivot strategies to go in this, you know, online virtual world. And so that's where those opportunities presented themselves. And to be able to help clients with just pivoting, growth, ideas. Oh, I didn't think about that. Engaging more of their customers, kind of meeting their customers where they were. So that that's kind of how that's that's that started. And just, you know, it's a constant evolution, just changing as the times change. So going from starting a tech company and into like working with nonprofits, what specifically about grant writing? What what about that that aspect of 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 getting donations and, and getting capital? Were you interested in to have that be a component of what you do today? Well, I think it's there's two ideas for the nonprofit. They need money for programming. And so that's kind of, you know, helping them, you know, reach their stakeholders, become operational, offer new products and services to their constituency. So that's the nonprofit. And then on the for-profit side, it's just, you know, providing grant opportunities to renovate spaces, renovate commercial spaces, help with operations hire new staff. And so those were, you know, some of the key uh, key areas where organizations and small businesses needed assistance. And so when I saw those opportunities, then, you know, it's kind of like, hey, this is what's going on. This is out there. I think you would be eligible for this. Let's go after it. And so that's kind of, you know, how it all evolved. And, and I received a call today and, and someone said, I got your number. I don't remember what his name is, but I know you do good work and I, I want to get this grant for my business. And how do we get started? You know, that type of thing. And so it's just that one client has and his phone has the grant lady. So, you know, that's, no name, just a grant lady. So uh, that's just the, you know, reputation that I've developed over the years. Wow. And so who was there anyone that you would say, maybe a few people that you would say was really influential in helping you to develop your skills with nonprofits and with grant writing? Do you have any mentors that really like help you held your hand and who you even went to and asked certain questions or? No, this was really self-taught. Wow. I took, uh, it was definitely self-taught. I took classes, you know, kind of the keys to success in grant writing and, and how to develop those proposals and so forth. 
I've been in, in a few proposal labs that provide assistance, but it really was self-taught. It really was self-taught. Wow. And so over the course of, I mean, you're in this game for two decades, what would you say has been something that whenever you see someone else wanting to go into the same space that you are in, there's some things, common mistakes that they're likely to make when they first enter into your line of work? Uh, not reading, not get as much information as you can, or becoming a student of your craft. And research, research, research. That's, that's, that's the key to success. And one of the things that makes you successful in grant writing is adhering to the specifications that the funder is asking for. You know, if it says one, two, three, then do one, two, three. Don't do one, two, three, and four. That's all we've asked you for. Okay, so it's making sure that you keep up with information and you understand how what you know can apply to your client and also yeah. make sure that you completely understand like everything about the process to the point where someone could tell you to drop right in the middle of something and you can carry that thing all the way through. Absolutely, absolutely. Read, read, and more reading. Yeah. It's speaking. Um, yeah. It can be very detail-oriented, for sure. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Because, like, even, like, on the on the legal side, there are some things that if you, like, you forget to check a few boxes, it can really cause some havoc and hang-ups and tell oh, things. Right. Yeah. So, um, right. and in if terms you of... To check, sometimes you have to be eligible. <laughs> oh, yeah. But not checking that. Yeah, they... It's 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 really essential to make sure that all the details, everything is checked mm -hmm. off and make sure that you don't check on make sure you check all the right boxes. That's Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So speaking of reading, what books in particular would you say have really helped you to become not just a better grant writer, but also just have a, a better world view of the industry that you're working in? Mm. Honestly, I can't remember the last book I read. Because I'm always reading about an ebook on, you know, just ensuring that I'm current and that I am, you know, constantly developing professionally. So I don't remember just a plain old book that I've read recently. It's just, you know, an article, how to do, you know, I'm Googling and I will find an ebook on, you know, success strategies and grants and, you know, business and entrepreneurship and just, there's no one book that I've read recently. I would love to have time to do that though. <laughs> it definitely does require some time and commitment to go through an entire book on a subject or something. I get that for sure. So in terms of what you do read, how do you find the things that you come across? I just Google. 
I am, my dad always says, if it's out there, Danita will find it. And that's, that's, I'm just kind of addicted to research. And I will research the research. So, you know, for any and everything, for the smallest thing or the largest thing, I'm going to do my research. So, just, you know, whatever the subject is, just kind of Google it and just, you know, sometimes I get down in a rabbit hole, but, you know, I, I want to go from, from one thing to the next. So in doing a lot of research, and especially since you didn't really have anyone, as you said, I like there to help you and like guide you and show you all the ropes and everything. How did you overcome the instances where you thought, I completely messed up this project. This is completely just going to, you know, go up in flames. How did you overcome your, your first instances of failure? I can't say that there is a specific instance of failure. It may be if I were proceeding down a particular path and I saw that that wasn't going to be successful, then I would pivot. So it would be more of devising a new strategy. And I'm a consummate student. And, you know, I, I like to, what are the trends? What is the industry saying? And so I've been working on a project for several years and I wouldn't say that it was a failure because it's taken so long to come to fruition. It's because we have pivoted in different directions and to ensure that we're current. And so it's going to be successful. It's just taken much longer than I'd hoped, but it just gets better and better. Yeah, and it seems to be like those things that really take the longest time to develop when they finally do arrive, they tend to be the things that you couldn't have done that unless you've gone through a bunch of other stuff as well to make it Absolutely. what it is. Yeah. Absolutely. So just, that yeah. Is... Yeah. That's so patience. Totally... Patience, definitely. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I mean, sometimes it's great. Other times it's like, just be, just... Let's want to see this thing finished already. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I'm just, now I'm just like, hurry up and wait. But I'm like, you know, stop. It's, it's, you know, let's wait. It's, it's, it's timing is everything. Exactly. Yeah. So speaking of timing, how were you able to, I guess, pivot and change your business to help out other businesses and other nonprofits during the pandemic? Well, a large part of my business is grant writing for clients. And we, we do, you know, just depending on what's available. And early on, there are a lot of opportunities for small businesses and nonprofits. I myself got a grant for my, for, you know, for us. And 
you know, with all the incredible opportunities. And so I said, well, let's pivot in a way that we can offer a matchmaking service for small businesses on grant opportunities. And so that's kind of how that pivot for grants for business came is, you know, there's so many opportunities and and business owners are trying to run their business and they don't have time to do the research that, that we do. So we have a service that can offer that for them. Yeah. And so with grants for biz, how, how does that, that work? That like you said, someone called you today and they said like, oh, I need, I need a grant for, for, for my for my business, what are the, what is the, the process of someone getting to, to sit down and work with you and get a grant? Well, what I don't do anymore is I would research and then take those opportunities to the client. So with, with the grant that we received, we are it should be launching any day now. We provide a matchmaking service. So you actually build a profile. This is who I am. This is who my business is. And this is what I'm looking for. And so you will get email notifications on the opportunities that match your profile and potential opportunities. So that's what that is. It just kind of it saves time. You don't have to. And you can hire us to write the grant or you can write the grant, but we have the information that's available. So that's, and when we did kind of, you know, our market research, business owners was like, yes, we will totally pay for that because we don't have time to do the research that you do because I'll go from one place to the next. And I mean, like every single day, there's something for me, for me to, to look at. So that's, that's kind of how that works. And so right now it's, it's for small businesses that, and it can be, you know, 5,000, $1,500, $500 to, you know, several hundred thousand. And so because I have a reputation here, particularly in the Washington DC area, they kind of know me and, and this guy, I said, well, who, who, who gave you my, you know, my information? Well, I don't know. He's, I said, oh, okay, it's probably that person. He said, but I know about you. So, you know, that's because I've been doing it so long. So, you know, they're, they're ready to get started. That's wonderful. So what would people do? What do they have to do in order for a grant to work? Are there specific, like, things that should be in a grant that you've seen throughout your career, that if you have A, B, and C, it's most likely to be accepted? So the, you know, grant is like, you know, like the, the latest hot thing. Oh, I want to get a grant. You know, people, oh, I'm going to get a grant for that. Where exactly is that grant that you're talking about you're going to get? Oh, I heard there was a grant. Well, you don't know if you're qualified for that grant, if you have the, if you meet the eligibility criteria. So you have to read the solicitation to see, in fact, if you're qualified to 
pursue that particular grant opportunity. And then, as I said earlier, you have to make sure that you do steps one, two, three, like they, they want you to. And then you have to make sure that your story is compelling, that the reviewer will be like, oh yeah, we want to find them. So, you know, that's how, you know, that's how it works. Okay. You got to get qualified. You need to have a, a, I guess, like a mission statement is what that would have to be. Some sort of something. You have to have a a compelling story. So it's, you know, depending on what the great opportunity is, you have to have a compelling story that you are convincing the reviewer that you uh, are eligible or you are a good candidate for the grant. Then there's all these extra ancillary attachments that kind of paint the picture of who you are and what your business is or what your organization is for nonprofits that you can perform on this particular grade. And then, oh, by the way, for, for some nonprofits, what is your past performance? So if you're pursuing a half million dollar grant and you're only bringing in $50,000, you know, you have to convince them that you can manage that grant. And so sometimes they ask for financial statements so they'll know how much money that you're capable of managing. Yeah. All right. And so what you heard, so would it be better for like people just starting out, like maybe they haven't really gotten as many years behind them in nonprofit to go for some smaller grants possibly is there a number you would say that they should, if they may be a year-old nonprofit organization, is there a certain number you would say that they should cap it off in order for them to, for sure, get the grant? I wouldn't say there's a, a, a particular number, but particularly in the nonprofit arena, you have to have that number, that past performance. What have you done? So if you're doing a grant for A and you not have you haven't done A, you've done B and C, then you need to get experience doing A. And so you have to figure out how to do that. And sometimes to do that is to start with partnering with an organization. So if you partner with that organization, you have that past performance as a subcontractor in, in that area. So that may be a way to start building up your past performance. And so you're just reaching out to organizations that are similar to yours, where you can, you know, kind of make that cold call. This is, this is what I'd like to offer. And, and can we partner on this opportunity? So that would be a way to start building up your past performance and, and making those relationships and have those measurable outcomes particularly in the nonprofit arena, it, they're big on outcomes. Like what have you done? How many people have you impacted? And what was the result? Okay. Okay. So it's, as you said, past performance, that's an indicator. Um, mm-hmm. And also I like that idea too, of teaming up with another 
organization, something that has that past performance that is in your space, and then you can use their authority and you can then be able to get your your message, your mission, your purpose out there along with them. And so in that way, it's doubly better, good for you, good for them as well. Absolutely. And, and as you're doing that, then once that you've proven yourself with that partner organization, that you guys can say, hey, well, let's go after larger opportunities and, and that organization can still be the lead and you can still be the sub, but you are building together and then they'll look, okay, come around. Let's keep going after larger opportunities. And then eventually you can branch off and, and you know, go after opportunities yourself. If you're building your past performance, you're building your program base, you're building your resources and your, your reach and, your, and how you're impacting lives. So that's a way to get started. Okay. So whenever you are starting out doing a grant and you want to get a grant for your foundation, have you seen anybody go to give a grant? It goes well, like in the, are there like initial the initial kind of meetings and stuff or they qualify, but they don't get the grant later on. Yes. You know, so sometimes those grants, you know, because the dollars are so limited, then it may be extremely competitive. And so you just have to keep going. You know, you may apply for 10 and get one, one out of 10. So you just can't be discouraged and you'll get your big one as long as you're doing good work and you have good past performance and you have good references, just keep going. You know, the more that you apply for, the more chances that you'll get. Gotcha. So um, in terms of what you've done uh, with grants, what is the largest grant that you, the company has? has been able to get? Probably a half million dollars. Wow. Was that for a nonprofit? No, that was for a small business. Okay. And what was it the was small? It was actually a daycare center. They received a grant to actually double the, the capacity of their of their business. And so it was a renovation grant. Wow. And so they, and like I said, they doubled the capacity of the students that could take care of. Okay. And have you found in your experience that there's some, like, like that kind of, I guess, business industry, the daycare industry, that, that service-based business, have there been any other businesses that you have found get or more likely to get grants compared to others? No, I mean, they, I mean, it can be really be, I've done, we've done hair salons, barbershops, restaurants, 
medical labs, fitness, retail stores, a coffee shop, just all dentists, just all different industries, all different industries. Wow. No, the avenue. Yeah, you haven't found like one that really like this gets to grin every single time kind of thing or no? No, no, it just, it just, it's just whatever is out there, there, there is no one sector that's better than the other. Yeah. And so in terms of the, the matchmaking aspect of, of your, of your service, How does, how does that work? Can you talk more about that? Sure. So once they create a profile and they pay for their subscription level, they ask you all of the demographics, your demographics, your, your business industry, your location. And so we can match it by, you know, demographics is but the, are these grants are just for women owned, for example. Are these grants are just for Washington, D.C.? Are these grants are just tech? And they can be any place. And so we slice and dice it as best we can to expand and have as many opportunities as we have available. You know, there may be small, there may be other small business opportunities or corporate opportunities, foundation. State and local, federal, just, just whoever has a grant, we're going to find it and put it in our database and try and match, match it to you. Well, that's really neat because that, if it's that way, it's more orderly and super specific in terms of, as you said, like, uh, like, like women focus or, you know, local yes. and it. This allows people to find exactly what they need is what it seems like for the Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And you put your profile and we're gonna try and match you with something. Cool. And so are there any I guess like scholarships is what I'm thinking about? Are there any specific grants that people really, really want to go after in terms of they are well known to give to give a lot of money and that are highly competitive. Is that is that a thing or there are really? some there are some, you know, on a national focus that may be a little bit more competitive than some maybe the local ones. And like when we did ours it was a, it's a national corporation and I think they had over 4,000 people and they, you know, it was a very small subset and we were successful. So that's why you have to try. We received an, another, it wasn't a financial grant, but it was more technical assistance and ads with an organization and they had 4,000 applicants and we were one of, you know, a few hundred, I think 300 
out of 4,000. So you won't know until you try. You yeah. just have to give your best shot and put forth your best effort every single time. And this organization said they actually read all 4,000 entries. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in terms of it being like that, it, that's it's a bit competitive in terms of you being able to submit it. Have you found that the national is more competitive than the local or the smaller grants? Because it seems like with your service, what it does is that it allows a person to pick one that is best for them. So then that way they can really focus on getting that one grant that's best for them than having a general, like this grant can be sent to to this one over here and this one over here. But we're specific, we are specifically tailoring this letter to fulfill the rubric of this particular grant. Or is there something like that, like in terms of like smaller grants that have big returns compared to larger grants that you don't get that much with them? It really depends. There's no, there's no one size fit all with grants. And I think the more, it's a numbers game. The more that you apply for, you may get denied, but you keep applying because you never know, you know, for just depends on who's, who's given it. And some, you know, now all the time, you'll kind of get a form letter. We had so many applicants and it was very competitive. And unfortunately you weren't, you know, selected, but who knows what, you know, they, they're not going to give you some, won't give you feedback. And the ones that will give you feedback, you should ask for the feedback. So that just makes sure your package stronger the next time. Okay. And so, you know, the, the biggest thing is not to get discouraged, but you know, if you have the information, apply for as many as you can. Yeah. And also if you have, it's a really good, good, good statement, good good story as you said is a big part of that people like to believe in stuff like that and you don't know maybe like grassroots you could really fund some massive project that you have going on as you would consider that sharing that story yes and you know a lot of times they will ask well what are you doing in the community even though you're a for-profit what are you doing in the community how are you impacting your community and so I've told clients, you need to, you know, make sure that you're doing something in the community. Stuff. It's not always about, I tell them, you know, it's not always about take, take, take. You know, what are you going to give? And so one client was so happy. I think we've done about five grants for, for his businesses. And last year for Thanksgiving, he sent... He sent us a lot of pictures where he was donating turkey to the community. And so they love that. And so as a result, they can help write that letter of support. And then that's, you know, kind of PR from them. And, And 
they were doing it genuinely, not expecting, you know, any notoriety from it, but it's, it shows impact. And a lot of the grants now are wanting to know impact. Was the grant writing process different before the pandemic compared to now? Or would you say that you found some things have changed? Is it mainly just like the same process? It's pretty much the same process, except for a lot of applications. They want to see what you're doing in the community. So that community impact, that would be a piece that I, you know, I have told clients that they need to kind of develop some strategies around it. Okay. And what are some, if you don't mind sharing some various strategies of how businesses can help around their community? Well, partnering, I, I like for people to partner. So partnering with, if it's a for-profit or non-profit, but just partner with someone that has something that you're interested in. Interested in. And so whatever needs that you see the community needs. And so this last year, folks needed turkeys and they probably need turkeys this year too. And so some clients that are in the retail sector, grocery stores and so forth, smaller grocery stores, they will give, give baskets away as part of, you know, it also shows appreciation for the community that supports your business. So, you know, that, that's an aspect of it as well. And so, you know, you have that and just really being a friend to the community and one business, she donated lunch to first responders. So they could come in and, you know, you know, during those times where they were working all those long, hard hours, they could come in and, you know, get, you know, a complimentary meal. So, you know, just finding what's in your community and how you can impact and how you can partner with people that you may be interested in. Different okay. projects. So, yeah, so it's giving back, I mean, both of the examples that you use involve food, which is that that's a really good way to give back to the community. But yeah, so like any like local festivities, local fairs, if you can be sponsored for that, if you can partner with another organization and offer a service or a product to people, that's another thing to do. Okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. Gotcha. And so it's like those, like local 5Ks where you have the, they give you that t-shirt that mm -hmm. says all the little like businesses that thing, that, something like that mm -hmm. kind of thing. Yes. Yes. And one of, one of my clients participated in, in an area organization event and he was so happy. He's like, yeah. And our name was on the, on the t-shirt, on the back of the t-shirt. 
And so he was so excited about that. And so, you know, it's, 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 it's a win for everybody. It's a win for everybody. And if you're genuinely interested in, you know, give it you receive, then everybody wins. Yeah. What's your favorite part about the grant writing process? My favorite part is when we get those notices, you've been approved and it has impacted the client's business operation. They're able to do what it is that we wanted them to do. So that's my favorite part. That's how I, that's my fulfillment. And just like, wow, we did that. We, we put that package together and they were successful. And look how they're growing. Look how they're blossoming. Yes, that's, that's my favorite part. Wow. And so for the, for the grant, for the half million dollar grant that your company obtained for the, for the daycare that went through like renovations and, and doubling the size of the establishment, do you happen to know currently how they are faring? I mean, have not been in touch with them in a while, but if I were to guess, they are probably doubling their revenue. That's good. <laughs> yeah. They doubling their revenue. And so being in DC, do you think that that helps you in terms of being close to like where like laws are made in different industries and also like government, like being there, do you think that has really helped you to tune in and understand exactly what people need and what people want? Necessarily. I think the advantage of being in DC is that DC is so generous in the opportunities. It's an awesome place to do business. And there are tons of opportunities for small businesses as well as nonprofits. So that's been good to help with fine tuning our craft and our success rate. So that's been good for us as well. Well, that's really nice too. And yeah, as you said, People are super generous in that area and even how the majority of the like museums and stuff, it's, it's all free and you can just walk in anytime kind of thing. Like they can look around and see everything, which is really incredible. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's an incredible place to be. And like I said, I think it's even ranked as one of the best business places for people to do business and so yeah that's that's really good and and that's fulfilling to see all the success stories yeah and so do you uh, primarily work with different industries within dc or are you out of state or national anybody that has an opportunity we are building an incredible database with 
we're we're national. If it's a grant, we find it. We're gonna put it in our in our system, and we will work with anybody anywhere. If there's something on the moon, give me a minute. Let me get there, and then we can talk about it. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, Danita, thank you so much for this wonderful conversation. I have another question for you. And that is, if you had the ability to send a worldwide text, what would your message be? That's a great question. If I could send a worldwide text, my message would be keep the faith. Whatever it is that you are trying to do, keep the faith that it will come to fruition. Why would that be your message? Because particularly in the, sometimes no matter where you are or who you are, you lose faith in whatever it is that you're trying to do. And so if you just keep pressing on and keep, keep the faith, nine times out of 10, it'll come to fruition. So just hold on, keep the faith. That's what I would send. Well, thank you, Danita, very much. Where can people go to learn more about grant writing and your services? Sure. So grantsforbiz.com, grants, the number four biz, B-I-Z dot com. That's the matchmaking portal. And the consulting arm is C's, S-E-A-S, partners with an S dot com. And all of our information is there. Thank you so much for this opportunity to share. Great conversation. And I hope to see some of the people soon. Definitely. We'll definitely be getting you some. Take care. Okay. Thank you for listening to this episode of Black Gold Podcast, Stories of Black Dreamers and Doers. Please go ahead and subscribe and review the show on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to the podcast right now so then it can reach more people. If you want to get in touch with me personally, go ahead and send me an email at blackgoldpod at gmail.com. If you want to talk about the show or if you want to talk about how to create your own podcast where you can find people and talk with them about the topic of your interest. If you want to go further into doing that, make sure to go to www.blackgoldpod.com and go ahead and scroll all the way down to the bottom and get yourself a copy of the Side Gig Podcast Guide. It's a guide that I put together for you to start a quality podcast on a low budget. So go ahead and do those things and I'll catch you in the next episode. Thanks for listening.